So the votes have been cast, the main jobs have been filled, election 2022 is just about to collapse wearily into a deck chair for the summer. With the notable exception of St Saviour, where the mysterious none of the above may still cause a shock, the tide of the election has receded. It's left the former incumbent of the Chief Minister's chair high and dry, and Christina Moore swimming off happily into the sunset. But where will she lead Jersey, and who is the real Christina Moore? After an election campaign in which only the voters of one district got to find out, Deputy Moore joins me, James Filial, today for Politics Disassembled. Her ministers are chosen and her vision is set. She got every single one of her choices and not a voice outside of Reform Jersey dissented. Says Jersey is now back on track, which is presumably a better way. But outside of three word slogans, what will it take to get Christina done? The hospital, cost of living, and housing dominated the election campaign and all feature in her plan for the next 100 days. But like any plan, has it survived first contact with the enemy? Or in this case, a group of government departments with their own plans, their own budgets, and their own ideas? Can she make the shift from looking in to leading? Christina Moore, welcome to the pod. What kind of Christina Moore are we going to see in the next two, three months initially as you get your feet under the table and you get to grips with the agenda you need to complete? My career has always been about people. I really enjoy and, and I think it's absolutely essential that politicians get out and talk to people and listen more importantly. Uh, so I intend to be out and about a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed my first day of um, visiting a preschool and a primary school yesterday. I found it really valuable. Uh, very good time spent. And so I'll be doing more of that. Um, also, we will be ensuring that that 100-day plan, we're already down to day 98 today. Uh, so um, that clock is ticking. We're very aware of it, and there is a lot to deliver over the next 98 days. Okay, so for people who weren't able to vote for you because of the new system, obviously people outside of your particular district, um, what's your political uh, ethos? Who are your political champions? What kind of political credo do you follow? Well, I would call myself a centrist. Uh, I believe that um, at this time in particular, there's no need really for left-right politics. I think we need to find the best ideas that are relevant to our time. Uh, We do face some significant challenges. Uh, Those are challenges that are felt all around the world, and so we're not alone. But as a small jurisdiction, we really need to focus on them and to offer something strong and different so that we can overcome, particularly the workforce challenges that we see in almost every single sector. So if you had to pick some political um, heroes of yours, who would you say? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Uh, Well, I have to say I am a bit of a Hillary Clinton fan. 
Um, I think, well, I often use one of her slogans, which was stronger together. Uh, I think that despite um, not being an entirely successful political career in, in not achieving the presidency, um, she has been a strong voice for women, um, as has Michelle Obama as well. Uh, and so uh, perhaps look across the pond to some of those people um, so as a, as a politician, we're going to see someone who is, is the word you used was, was centrist. I appreciate you don't want to get into kind of left and right politics, but you want to be a centrist. What does that mean particularly for Jersey? So give me some political values that will apply to Jersey. So I, I really think that we need a strong and thriving economy in order to be able to do the good stuff. Uh, but at this time, we do perhaps need some interventions, um, in particular with the housing market. Uh, perhaps some reprioritization from government to say, look, at this particular point in time, we desperately need to deliver housing so that our key workers can afford to come here and that they will stay here because it's important in our critical services that we retain staff uh, because we need their skills and, and having changes, particularly in social workers um, and healthcare workers and education, uh, it's just not right for people to see that change. We need a consistent uh, workforce there so that they can properly deliver on their missions okay so um, the, the economy's the economy's one mm-hmm. what comes next well that that's delivering the critical services isn't it Healthcare and education are absolutely fundamental if we can't deliver those nobody's going to want to have a business here uh, and i think that's important point we we clearly see a need to uh, invest in our education system but essentially to underpin that by having a strong workforce okay let's really drill into the difference here though the reason I ask is obviously because the way the election campaign worked not many people got the chance to question you you know as I say it was just based in one district I'm sure you felt you did a lot of of, you know particular hustings but across the island it was only really the people in your districts who got to really engage with with Christina Moore so what you've expressed so far you know you could have heard that from a lot of the previous councils of ministers you know economy first that puts money into the economy, that pays for services, that generates health and education quality, those things. It's nothing really different. What's different about Christina? I think what is different is the way we prioritise. So we've made it clear that actually housing and the cost of living are number one and two priority, a joint first place, really. Uh, and, and then things flow down beneath that. Um, I I think that does show some greater social value. I've also made a commitment to um, improving our ranking on the OECD's Better Life Index because I think that's really important and that indicates that wages have slid back over the last four years because there have been decisions that haven't prioritised people in all sectors of our community. Um, I also believe that we need a fully inclusive community and, and we need to see greater participation in all aspects of island life from all all of our diverse communities around the island. And I think when you talk about the elections, that's the really important thing, that um, we need to see a greater level of participation in St Helier because it's, it, it saddens me, the, the low voter turnout and the low uh, registration of people because that group of people, the, the St Helier dwellers, have the number of representatives that reflect the size of their population. At 35,000, they are a sizable population and, and we need to remember okay, that. Okay, so if you had to put your finger on, on, on one thing then, that Christina's um, government will do differently, Christina Moore's government will do differently from the previous regime, what would you say? 
I think we're going to think about how our decision making impacts upon everyone. And we are going to consider the role of children and their families in that. Um, there's no such thing as a normal family. Is but this slogan putting children first going? Is that, are you finishing that? Well, I think we perhaps need to modify it. Um, children are very important. I've made that really clear in my campaign. Children are our future. And, and so we have to be protecting them and giving them the best opportunity, the best start in life. But children grow up in families and you know what happens in those families, especially with the high levels of female participation in the workforce that we have. But this is a really good example, though, isn't it? Because the previous government putting children first, at, I mean, whether it worked or not, you know, is a matter of debate. But it was certainly their kind of set piece slogan from their early days in power. You're saying the same thing. No, I think we're saying something slightly different. We're saying that children live in families and therefore we need to look at the family and how that family can operate at its optimum within our community because we understand the pressures of being a working family. We understand that a lot of parents are holding down not one but two jobs or maybe more. And um, well, yesterday when I went to Springfield School, I was really shocked to learn that 98% of the children attending that school don't have access to open space at home, whether that's communal or private access. So that is something that really needs to come into our thinking, particularly when we're talking about St Helia uh, planning. We need to ensure that there are some open spaces within easy reach for those children, because that is a figure that really has to change. Okay, so lots of subjects to talk about there. You're going to need to organise that in a particular way to get it done. It's not going to be an easy thing to do, as you obviously know, over the next four years. So let's talk about that a little bit, about the organisation of it. On this previous podcast, we've had successive ministers criticising P1, which, you know, as you know, is a reorganisation of civil service. It was the putting all of the power in the hands of one pair of hands, effectively. Are you going to repeal that? Uh, so we're going to do some considerable work to change that and um, we're going to start with a cabinet office which is a bringing together of the strategic policy and population and performance um, department or whatever they are called and uh, uh, and the chief executive's office. So there will be a, a merger and a greater um, display that we are going to work together uh, and we are going to deliver for the island. Okay, so it's for, for the people who obviously aren't deeply into the, the weeds of the politics of this, how will that differ from P1, from the, the centralisation of power under the chief executive? What's the difference? Well, there will have to be a piece of work to, to be done there, but uh, the chief executive became the principal accountable officer, and they have the, the ultimate say-so on absolutely everything. Uh, and, and it's how that um, power is distributed and, and managed throughout their team, because it really was about that internal team, the government side. Um, and so that, that needs some, some looking at, uh, along with the chief executive. But I think we can do that successfully. In terms of the political accountability, those lines, we've already agreed that as an assembly at the very end of the, the previous assembly. Deputy John Young, the former deputy from St. Brellard, um, brought a proposition to say that there had to be a line of accountability um, with a, a minister leading clearly a department. Uh, and I think we can easily do that. Okay, and who leads that? Is it Philip Malash? Because he expressed a very clear um, desire to get into that at the St. Clement Clement Hustings, and obviously he's not so far had any sort of position announced in government. 
Mm. Um, I'd very much like to work with uh, Sir Philip on that issue. Uh, I have asked him if he would like to join the state's employment board as a non-ministerial member, and he has accepted to do that, which I'm delighted about, and I think that that is going to be uh, the beginning of that relationship and that piece of work. But you haven't got him specifically in mind to lead the Cabinet Office? That's something that um, we might have to think about, yeah. If not him, who else? Well, we have uh, a lot of talented people around um, the Assembly, uh, but we're restricted in terms of numbers because we have to run a minority government. So I have 21 people to choose, uh, and so I can't make everybody happy, um, clearly. Um, At the moment, we're just trying to finalise and bottom out exactly who the nine assistant ministers are going to be. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to a slightly different topic, which uh, will be well known to everyone, which is the hospital um, dominated the election campaign. In fact, it's probably one of the few issues which actually drove two or three politicians exclusively on that issue in, into office. There were people who just campaigned on the hospital. It's quite incredible, really. So who leads the review into that? Has that yet been decided? Because you've announced you're doing this 100 days review. Deputy Tom Binet, who's now the Minister for Infrastructure, I think is is a very strong leader um, who has the ability, the knowledge and the determination to get that project done and delivered. Um, And so he is the person who will take take the reins on behalf of the government, obviously working in conjunction with the health minister as the client and and the person who sees the um, health service that the hospital will work for. And, uh, And I think that will work out extremely well as a partnership. Impartial or not? Um, Yes, I think Tom is somebody who absolutely can cut through and will make the right decision. Um, It's not a partisan thing, this. This has to be a decision about what is the most appropriate and the most affordable option for the island. It was really clear from the election results that people on the doorsteps felt the current uh, project just does not make sense. And if we think about the world economy, it's really moved on since August when the planning application was put in. So we have to look at this differently because things have moved on so dramatically. Is there any world, though, that in which that review could come back and say, actually, do you know what, the current hospital proposals, they're really good, that's going to work, we're going to do them. It's just not going to happen, right? Well, if that does happen, then we do have to accept it, but we and we will accept it. Um, I would be surprised if that was the outcome, uh, given what I do know. I have tracked this as a project, um, well, firstly, when I was in government um, previously, and then throughout the last four years, you know, my scrutiny panel consistently um, submitted reviews and reports about the project and its progress and raised concerns at every single step of the way. But you're appointing someone who is an outspoken critic of the hospital project to review whether it's going to work or not. But exceptionally pragmatic person who's able and ultimately motivated by doing the right thing for Jersey. Okay, let me ask you another question about appointments. No reform appointees in the Council of Ministers. I appreciate they're not your appointments, they're your nominations, but equally you didn't put any of them forward. Why was that? Well, I did consider it, but uh, the jungle drums were beating somewhat, and uh, I had had some very uh, short but and brief uh, conversations with uh, Deputy Mezek, who had essentially said, well, look, you know, we're in government. If we're going to join a government, we um, would want to see our manifesto delivered in that government. And having talked to others who worked with him in a previous government and saw how that 
became an issue. Um, I didn't think that uh, that would work in a practical sense. I do agree with some of their policy proposals and um, perhaps we could have had a more in-depth discussion. But um, I think for them, they had to really discover where they sit in this current assembly and how they best use their voice. And I'm not sure that that was going to be in government. But none of them? So none of those 10 reform Jersey politicians who they got a substantial mandate it was the one party which worked yeah they have got a substantial mandate and they've got some people who I've worked with in the past who I have a great deal of respect for and I think they've also got some great newcomers as well um but there's still some assistant minister roles uh potentially available but we saw that they are erring towards um, scrutiny roles and effectively doing that. Um, And also, uh, we get a sense that they're uh, identifying who's going to be a spokesperson for each subject. And and so they seem to be going in a different direction. Okay, well, let's finish with um, A Better Way. Only, I I think, David Waugh from your Better Way group in the ministerial group. Why is that? They're your own group. I mean, why not have more of them? Because... uh, we, we're a diverse group. We're um, largely newcomers, and um, I think there will be some roles for them elsewhere in in government. Uh, but uh, I think it's important to show that you know we are a group, but we are a collective, and we're not a formal party. And so um, this isn't a party political thing. This is about putting the people with the right talents, abilities, and interests into the right areas. And I think Deputy War um, has got a particular um, empathy and focus on the importance of delivering housing and having the right housing strategy for the island because he sees that in the people he works with every day in his own business. Yeah. Is it the end of Better Way? Is that done now? No, absolutely not. I think we're going to uh, grow and thrive. Um, we've really enjoyed our Let's Talk sessions um, and we're going to roll out a new programme of those and continue very much because we we all feel quite passionate about our six key principles uh, and that's what really binds us together and uh, we, we shall continue to work as a, as a group in that way. Okay, Deputy Moore, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So now we head off into four years of more for Jersey. You can keep up to date with all of the twists and turns on that on bailiwickexpress.com, on our two Bailiwick radio stations, that's online and on DAB+, or right here on the Bailiwick Pods. You can find those pods, if you haven't already, in all the usual pod places. As well as this politics pod, there's also our sister news pod. If you want to start them off uh, initially, you can just go to the website and uh, find those on the listen page. If you enjoy it, I hope you do remember to review it, like it and share it, purge yourself, say it's brilliant, it all really helps. But for now, from me, from James Filial, thanks for listening. Thank you.